0: Welcome to the Contracting Officer Podcast, our mission to make government contracting better one contract at a time. Whether you work for government or industry, we're here to help you understand how the other side thinks. This episode is brought to you by Skyway Acquisition Solutions. Skyway helps companies of all sizes know more, do more, and win more in the government market. Visit skywayacquisition.com to get started. Today's episode is about industry days another great tool to help government and industry communicate better. Okay, let's get started. Hey Kevin, today we're going to talk about industry days.
1: We are. Industry day is often used to kick off a competition. Uh, Industry days are sometimes called pre-proposal conferences. Let's talk about what they are, what they're not, and how both sides can make the most of them.
0: All right, so when do they happen? You just sort of said, kick off the competition. So if you're tracking the acquisition time zones, this is during the requirement zone or the market research zone. So what we're talking about is before a final RFP is released, the government may hold an industry day so that they can talk about the acquisition because after the RFP is released, you can't talk
1: so freely, right? And and they may may also have them in theory you can have them when the requirement is just starting to be really refined because you want to be able to get this feedback early it's kind of one of those things that you want to have it early enough and we'll talk about when too early is later in the in the episode today
0: what is an industry day this is where we usually do far time but it's not actually a far term right we actually found it in the defense information systems agency supplement and the navy marine corps acquisition supplement they have the word industry day in there but it's really it's talking about internal stuff of what they need to do with industry days so not a far thing we're talking about not not a regulated event
1: and and really it's a market research tool is kind of how they they describe it in these yeah. in these the entirety of two times that it showed up in a far search so if if you're if you're looking for your far reference today sorry we're kind of thin on this one
0: But Wikipedia has an entry for it. It's very short. Wiki says an industry day is an event held by a military to present requirements to industry representatives for weapons or vehicles. Common presentation methods include outlines by PowerPoint. Industry days are usually held in succession with each event holding fewer people as contractors drop their bids. I don't necessarily agree with that. And I don't think it has to be just military. The only thing I really agree with there is that it is an event and that it's commonly done outlines by powerpoint yeah yeah it's definitely that's go true. wiki maybe i should go help edit that one yeah,
1: they're, they're probably waiting for us to go in there and add our edits to it so i think this this is our contribution this podcast is our, our <laughs> contribution. transcribe it put it in wikipedia if you
0: want nice so industry day is a meeting and it's usually in person and lots of times it's held in a in a a very large conference room or a, a conference center or an auditorium kind of thing, because this is government presenting current or future requirements for an upcoming acquisition to industry, which means it's there's probably a lot of people around. The wiki says that it's you know presented by a military, whatever that means, but that is this a DoD thing or is it does does everybody? Do it. I, I was always on the DoD side, and I know it's a very common thing in the DoD. I can't imagine that other agencies aren't also doing this.
1: Yeah, other agencies that we've we've worked with, or we help companies uh, compete for contracts with. They do they do use the term industry day. It's just that it seems like the DoD. That's kind of where it came from. Um, I don't, I'm just I'm reading tea leaves based on some research, but the basic idea is they call it pre-proposal conference. You can call it lots of different things, but it's a market research event. Is probably the simplest way to think of it.
0: Yeah.
1: and it, it, it this, it's intended to be two way communication, meaning that it's a discussion, it's collaboration, all those kind of fun <laughs> terms.
0: Good luck with that. You got but a whole it, room full of industry people. They're are they really going to talk back?
1: Exactly, and, and we've talked about this before. Is that oftentimes it ends up being about ninety percent one way communication with a couple of you know pop off questions, and that's if you think about it, all those people that are in the audience are effectively competitors. So it's it 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 ends up being a uh, off, more often than not ends up being a one way communication.
0: Yeah, I've I've been to them where there's not a peep from the audience of industry. Everybody's all paranoid. Of, You're gonna steal my ideas. I it's, don't it's, it's
1: say a word. It was funny. The uh, I've done a couple of these industry days where I, I asked a question at the end. You know, after we went through the, the our PowerPoint, we did our PowerPoint, and then we, you know, any questions. And I kind of joked about the fact that it's like crickets. Because they're like you said, they're not really interested in and they're all waiting for those one on ones now, I wonder if you didn't hold one on ones would you get more questions so the, and I we didn't that actually question.
0: talk about what one on ones are yet, so that's a no. good point so a lot of times industry day consists of a session for the entire audience where the government gives a presentation and there's not really any real back and forth, and then individual one on one sessions where the industry attendees from one company meet with the government acquisition team and that's where the back and forth can happen
1: yes and, and what's interesting now that I'm thinking about how this has played out the industry days that I've, that I've led and or gone to on, from an industry uh, representative side when there are one-on-ones you pretty much have almost no questions when there are not one-on-ones afterwards you'll get a few more so it's just it's it's a funny scenario. and It's like if you don't have the ability to ask the question later, well, you have to ask it during the, the the open forum. So yeah, but
0: they're never as good questions that way. Right. You never really get into it, and we'll get into why that's important.
1: It, they can be a couple hours in length. They can be a couple of days. The um, one on
0: ones or the industry day?
1: Well, either. I mean, how, how the the one on ones days of
0: days of one on
1: ones. If you stack up enough of them, we've had. Oh,
0: I thought you were talking about one one on one lasting for multiple days.
1: Oh, god. <laughs> That'd be, right. that'd be a lot we're going to meet
0: for with each company for three days
1: <laughs> we, we had ones that were a half hour each and by the end that's an exhausting day by the way uh, because you're you've got a fresh set of people over and over again say so, you know even I think we did like 10 in a day once and it's like doing it feels like 10 interviews it's exhausting so uh, just, just be aware of how many you stack together and how many people you have talking. It can get, it can get cumbersome. But that can take a couple of days. The actual industry day itself, more often than not, is just a PowerPoint presentation for a couple of hours. Like the government talking part tends to be shorter. Have you seen any that were longer than that?
0: I, I've been a part of a couple major systems acquisitions where there were a, at least a day worth of of government team talking, and then one-on-ones afterwards. I also was the contracting officer for a couple like special technology kind of things where there's only a couple companies that that made it and we would have an industry day for part of a day where we talked about our requirements and then travel out to the contractor's sites. The acquisition team would actually go there and spend a day doing a one-on-one at the contractor's site and it also allowed us to learn more about their manufacturing capabilities at the same time. But that's uh, probably an extreme case But you
1: know what? It's 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 it shows how the term industry day has one meaning, and it can it's it's a wide it's a wide definition. It's kind of that's that's an example of how you could use the the intent of the industry day is it's a marketing research event. Yeah. So you're doing that.
0: So if you're if you're a company, how do you learn about an industry day?
1: Most of the time, and you're you're noticing the emphasis on most, it's going to be on uh, Fed ops. Um, and, and the reason this is most of the time or often is because it depends it, it could be a classified program obviously it won't be uh, it could be on GSA it could be, a, it could be a limited number of companies that could even do it they could do, a pre, they could do a pre-proposal conference and say hey who's even interested in this and then who responds to that Gets to come to the industry day. I mean, they can limit who goes to it. So if, if you're looking, if you're standing in front of the FBO website waiting for the whole world to come to you, you know, be careful. Uh, <laughs> but you, you kind of have to have a, a better understanding of what's happening. Yeah, but, there's
0: so much stuff on FedBizOps. BizOps. If, if you're not in the know with the acquisition office and they don't like tip you off that hey, it's going to be announced on FedBizOps BizOps today, you, you could you could lose it. If I mean, you should be plugged up plugged in with your customers enough that you know it's going to be out on FedBizOps.
1: Yeah, or at least you know it's something that's big enough that they would hold an industry day and you emailed the contracting officer six months before the RFP dropped and said, by the way, are you hold an industry day? Let's see, the, the smallest contract that I've done industry day for was probably under $50 million. It ended up being a $25 million contract, so there you go. You're not going to do this. Well, you could. Again, it depends how you define industry day. You could have a conference call but most of the time we see them on bigger stuff.
0: Yeah, but there's, there's a return on investment for both sides, so it just doesn't make sense if the acquisition isn't big enough to be, be worth spending that much time for. Bingo. Let's get into the nuts and bolts here. What can a good industry day be? Industry day can be a great opportunity for the government to get feedback on the the strategy that they're laying out for the acquisition, not only the requirements but how they're going to about go about acquiring it. It can also be a good opportunity for industry to listen and get a better understanding of what the government needs rather than just reading an RFP and trying to trying to make their own interpretation of what all those words mean. The best part from the industry side is this can be your best opportunity to shape an RFP towards what you sell, towards what you will bid.
1: Yeah, and an example of that is just knowing, knowing what the requirement is enough that when you sit in and you hear certain words in certain orders, you can hear the context under which the requirement is actually going to be laid out. And you really understand what the customer is going to need beyond what's actually just written in the words, because that's how you win the work. You can do the work by reading the RFP, but winning the work is going to take a real understanding of, of what's behind the, the motivation for this requirement. And you're, you could get that. You're supposed to be able to get that from this exercise of Industry Day.
0: Right. The goal of Industry Day, I think you just summed it up, right? This, this is to make sure that, that both sides understand what they're talking about. Make sure that you have the context behind the words so that you're not guessing at what the government means So you're looking for synergy between the government requirements and the industry's capabilities in both technical terms and schedule terms and cost terms. And both sides can talk about what they're capable of during this thing and weave those together into an acquisition strategy.
1: It also gives them a chance to communicate what the notional schedule is going to be. Uh, this is a great place to say we're expecting to have this contract awarded by X and to have an open dialogue about whether or not that could actually happen. Um, again, this is not the only place that can happen, but it's a going going back to the two way communication. It's it's a pretty good place for that kind of conversation.
0: Yeah, it could be a really simple thing, like you're saying. The government could say, "Yep," and once it's awarded, we need this delivered in six months. Because they think that there may be a real requirement for six months or it may be six months would be nice to have. Industry has an opportunity to say, you know what? This really takes eight months to build. We can do it in six months, but it'll cost you 40% more to make it happen that fast. If you make it eight months, you get three more bidders that can do this for 40% less. And so they may not know.
1: Yeah, and, and during one on, we've done uh, one-on-ones helping our clients know what questions to ask, and one of the big ones that comes up a lot of times is is how the supply chain works. Is understanding of mm-hmm. this is one big contract that the government is awarding to X company, right? And for them to understand when they do things like you know one of the examples was no exclusive teaming agreements, that makes sense in some cases. But the contracting officer again, when I was a contracting officer, I didn't understand the impact that can have to a supply chain. So there's all these little things that can play into the story that the contracting officer might not know,
0: right? And, and your tendency as a CO is to throw out. Uh, I don't want to bash COs. It's easy to release boilerplate RFPs that might say exclusive teaming is prohibited, but it's different. Whether that matters is can be different for every single acquisition.
1: Right, and and again, I've 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 done that where I just thought, well, of course, it's it. <laughs> Seems like having non-exclusive, I want lots and lots of options. I want the, as as serving my customer, the person who needs this product. I as the contracting officer want lots and lots of options, and you can do that. But it helps you to understand well what is the implication of that. Is there is there a benefit to doing it a different way? And this, and again, that's probably not going to come up in the open auditorium. That's the stuff you're going to get through the one-on-ones. And it's understanding what is the contracting officer and the program manager and the team, the acquisition team, what problem are they really trying to solve? And sometimes you don't see the primary problem in just the words of that RFP. You'll see lots of things in there, but you don't know which one's the most important to the person because this is done by people <laughs> sitting across the desk. From right. it. And this is a cool time to do that.
0: There's also this concept of industry forums rather than an industry day on a specific acquisition. Some agencies do standing or semi-regular industry forums where they give updates to industry on all future program developments and acquisitions across the, the agency or the office or whatever we're talking
1: about. And an example of that, and this is, this is one of those that I want to I give credit when things are going well and, and, and help people understand that some agencies do this well. So here, here's a specific example. And PEO STRI, which stands for Program Executive Office for Simulation, Training, and Instrumentation in Orlando, Florida, they do what's called a PALT every month. And essentially, it's an open dialogue about what requirements we have coming up, what, what opportunities we see, what challenges we have. And their contracting officers are there, the program folks are there, the acquisition folks. And again, there's no, you may get everybody one month and a few people. I mean, it's not. They do it
0: every month, they give, they give their industry status updates every month.
1: It, roughly, it's, it's between a month and six weeks, That's and they have scheduled. Awesome. And it's a it's a hugely successful way to be able to for, for companies to say yes, I can do this. No, it's not for me. And here's the best part: it's a great teaming environment because that room. I've been to a few of these, and this is why I wanted to bring it up. The room is full of people who are familiar enough with what they do that it's a great place to say, "Hey, you can do this." That's the gap we have on this opportunity. They just talked about you know twenty minutes ago. We should talk.
0: How long do these things last? How long does the actual event last?
1: Uh, between uh, about an hour is kind of the target. Sometimes yeah. they go longer. So, I mean, so
0: you can, if you're a company, you can go into Orlando. You can have lunch with somebody. Have lunch, or you could go to this thing. Have lunch with one company. Have happy hour with another company, and you could come out of there with teaming for two different. Yeah. Anyway,
1: that's it's awesome. A, Good it on it, them. It, yeah it's it's a it's a great model of just open di- open communication. And again, I don't. I'm, I'm a little. I was a little leery of mentioning them. I want to give them credit for executing a great idea. At the same time, I don't want everybody to say, "But the County of Officer Podcast told us to come to this thing." <laughs> so, um, be, make sure that they're the right agency for you. But they're a good comp- They're a good organization to reach out to and say, "Hey, how, how are you pulling this off? Well, is it what's making it work for you?" And it, it. I mean, they don't have a whole lot of slides. It's not like it's a big dog and pony show kind of thing. It's, it's just a. It's a great environment to be able to see what's coming down the pipe. And figure out whether or not it's worth your time from both sides.
0: Yeah, and I've been to I've been to industry forums that aren't as helpful. I was I was at one recently where it the the purpose of it was to describe how this organization had reorganized and how all of the programs that industry was familiar with were going to be under different offices in that organization. So they had briefings scheduled from like the heads of each organization to talk about how, how things are set up now, and one of the two organizations, the briefer, didn't show up, had a conflict. And so they chose to put up his charts and just leave each chart up there for about two minutes to let you read them with no <laughs> oh, one giving wow. any insight at all. So, I promptly fell asleep until people started talking again and came back when they started sharing good information again. So, I well, didn't get a whole lot out of that part of it. But then they went on and they must,
1: they must have read the uh, Wikipedia where it says you have to use PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And the rest of it was going through all the acquisitions. But all they shared was, you know, Program X draft RFP is planned to be released in February. We're planning on it being cost plus fixed fee program y expect the final rfp to be out by march you know they they could have just posted or or emailed that stuff out there there really wasn't any any expansion upon that that made it made it more useful than just reading it yourself so i would say that it but by the way i still thought it's worth going you learn stuff you get to mo- meet people team all that kind of stuff but it'd be much better if Number one, if the briefers showed up, and number two, if they expanded upon the the information that they're sharing to to give you more insight than just what you could read.
1: Yeah, you, and you have to be careful that that you can spend all, government folks and from the industry days that I've done. Sometimes I wonder, wow, was this worth doing? The amount of time it takes to get the slides approved by all the lawyers, making sure that you, you're telling enough of the story, uh, keeping in mind that you know every one of my favorite sayings is every decision divides. So no matter what you put in there, it's either too much for somebody or not enough for somebody else. That's just how it's going to be. And, but just think in terms of what are you trying to accomplish? And we'll talk about a lot of the value of having a plan coming up in a few minutes. Um, but it can be a real resource drain. And what I mean by that is it's a distraction from if it's not done with a purpose in mind of we're trying, to co- we're trying to create an environment where we have more small businesses that can subcontract on this program we have. That's a goal, right? Which means you're going to craft it that way. But if you just say, "Oh, we're just going to you know show up with the slides and let's get them all approved," it, you're going to suck up a lot of time, I, and then people are going to come and not appreciate it.
0: I have no idea why you'd even want to get lawyers involved, right? If you're sharing acquisition information with all of industry at once, how are you going to get in trouble? Like, why why would a lawyer need to even anyway?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, Zip so a I'll whole be, other podcast. I'll be quiet now. And, and just I, the, the last caveat I make on the on the negative side is just make sure it's not a very expensive PowerPoint presentation because it can <laughs> it can be. It, and here's the thing: if it is that, then like you just talked about, just post it on an FB and let them read it.
0: Yeah, you don't need to have people travel in and spend a day sitting in a conference center to listen to slides being read to them without any additional information. That, makes it, that gives you context to what's going on.
1: And so here's the good news, is, is what it can also be, and we've, I've seen it be this, you just heard me tell a story about an industry forum can be this, yeah. but I've seen this for, for industry days as well, is number one, it can be a networking bonanza for both sides. Because not only does, like I just talked about, you have companies that can find each other, but as the government team, you realize, wow, there are a lot of companies that can do this. Wow, they have some good ideas. What's the best way for us to continue to figure out how to make the most make the most of these great ideas?
0: Or holy crap, there's nobody in industry that can do this like we thought they could. We got to go back and change a few things, or or this is going to take ten years and cost a zillion dollars. Zillion, I like that. That's that's
1: a real number, <laughs> and then it's a great way to. This is one of the things I really like about when they're done well. It's a great way to refine the how of an acquisition because there's. Look, we talk about this a lot in the podcast. There are a lot of ways you can buy things. And understanding what's the best way for this acquisition. Is it really to use the CPFF approach? Is it really to do a full and open competition? Is it really to do a small business set aside? Is it really to put it on GSA? Is it really, the list goes on and on, on the millions of options you could use. And this is a great way for industry to give you some meaningful feedback in, in person on when you do it this way, here's what it causes for me.
0: Right, you, you can get their buy-in on your strategy and prevent problems later because you they're, they're saying that they, industry will tell you, government, that this is a good idea or a bad idea. And they'll say it politely because you have the power.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's, that, that buy-in is a big deal because that means you're going to get – going back to making government contracting better one contract at a time. You're going to get better proposals from more more committed companies who have spent more effort and more energy and more interest in – making your acquisition and hitting it, taking your, helping with your acquisition, hitting it out of the park. And this goes back to, wouldn't you love to have three perfect proposals that you have to suffer your way through choosing which one's the most awesome versus getting like 50 that you're hoping two of which you can actually do something with. And I've, I've gotten both of those extremes. That's why I know that this, this works. The more you communicate, the, the more likely you are to get those three great ones.
0: All right, we've spent a lot of time talking about industry days Let's focus on why industry days are so important.
1: Well, my first one is it's the gold standard item for the pre-award process. And what I mean by that is that if you have a defined goal of what you're specifically trying to do with, with, with the communication, it's a great way to get lots of interest from industry and get lots of clarity. It's a great way to open dialogue on both sides, like we talked about Or, if it's done poorly, it's a great way to close dialogue. Because people will come to the industry day and go, wow, they don't really want our input. And that's got risk. I mean, that's got real risk from how strongly the industry is going to engage on the acquisition going forward. So just think about what you're trying to accomplish with it.
0: And industry days, there's an an art to it. I mean, obviously, it's not in the FAR, so it's not something where you can follow make your plan and follow down paragraph a b c d of the far and say this is how we're going to do it right there's an art to do this and part of the art is the timing right if you do it too early you don't have enough information to share and so industry just ends up more confused by your requirements if you do it too late when you've already locked everything in why are you asking for feedback at that point Right? It's going to add to your acquisition schedule because you've already spent a lot of time figuring everything out that might be, not be feasible in the end.
1: And, and figuring out the, the perfect fit for when it's too early versus too late. Honestly, this is one of those uh, follow-your-gut things is that understanding what are we trying to do with it. If you're trying to get industry's input, then obviously you're going to know when it's too late. Because when, when you've already gone through and gotten everything approved, it's too late to change anything. Whereas if you haven't really decided what the requirement's going to be, are we, are, we, are we really buying a, a jet to solve this problem, or do we just need transportation? I mean, that, that, and again, I've been to industry days where the requirement was so fuzzy that we're like, yeah, we can't really even decide what we're doing with this.
0: And that's another good point, Ken. Try to tell people what the industry day is about in as much detail as you can so that they don't waste their time or your time coming. I, I know you talked to Garth Arevalo about industry days, and he, he told a story about flying from Florida up to D.C. to go to an industry day, only to find out that it was like a three-person contract that they are bidding on. So a very low dollar, very small thing that he spent lots of money and time to find out about. that, that Could have saved him time and money, could have saved the government time and money.
1: Yeah, and and it's a a great example of knowing ahead of time what's the purpose of industry day and communicate that. Because the thing is, the people who came that industry day, and I think in that story he said there were like 40 companies that were there, right? Next time you have an industry day, you think those 40 companies are going to show up? It's harsh and it sounds mean to say that, but it's true. They're probably not. They're, they, they may call in and they may email you ahead of time and say, "Is this is this for real this time?" <laughs> so, I mean, just yeah, that, that happens because again, these are people yeah, doing the doing the, the work.
0: So that we've been talking about it. Why should government care about this? You'll get better companies if you communicate that clearly what what those goals are. Right, companies who aren't a fit, like Garth, who wasn't interested in a you know a three person contract. He would have self-eliminated and taken himself out early. So if you explain what you're going to do and where you're headed well, then you'll get the right people at industry day. The intent should be that you're starting a dialogue with industry. That's not going to happen at industry day. That You're probably not going to have all the back and forth. But if you treat it that way, that dialogue will come afterwards or at the one-on-ones, and you'll actually get across the meaning of what you're trying to say in the acquisition documents in a way that will help industry read the statement of objectives and section L&M and come back to you and tell you if you're really going to get what you, what you intend to get with those words that you've written.
1: So why does industry care about industry days?
0: Industry cares, so first, this is your chance to learn whether or not you should spend your bid and proposal budget on this particular acquisition. It's also your chance to shape that acquisition so that you have a better chance of winning it. If you go to these just for the coffee and donuts, you're wasting your time. You need to know why you're going. What's your return on investment? Why are you spending a day or travel money or whatever? Why are you spending this this resource, this time and money to attend the industry? Have a plan and a purpose for
1: it. And one of the, I'll give a, a real life example. We had a, a company that, that was at an industry day, just coincidentally at an industry day with us. And I, because, again, I'm a contracting, former contracting officer there representing one of our clients, and I'm picking out jewels of thoughts based on what people are saying during this industry day. And the guy that was next to me, the, the discussion we had after our, afterwards on our way out, is I said, oh, what'd you get out of it? And he shows me his blank notes. He's like, it was a waste of time. And it's not necessarily because I'm a savant. It's because I went in with a plan. I was listening for specific things. And, I don't, and not, not because he was not paying attention. It's just that he didn't come in with a plan of listening for things. He, he hadn't thought through, what am I specifically going to get out of this? And it's one of those things where I think sometimes people, and again, I didn't see this as a contracting officer, um, Sometimes people will think, well, that industry day was a waste of time. Well, it can be a waste of time if you didn't go in with a plan. And that applies to really to the industry side, I I believe, as much if not more. Because if you don't know what you're going to get out of it, if you're there to help shape it by listening for the overall acquisition strategy and figure out what questions you have to ask to to keep it a small business set aside or to make sure that it's a firm fixed price contract or make sure it doesn't go to GSA or whatever – are you there to find teaming partners? Are you just there to learn about the agency? Because you can pick up a lot of stuff like that. Um, it, and here's, an, here's another example for the, the Skyway Connection community members. This is a great time to run the RFP score, which is you know included. It's a free tool for everybody. Run the RFP score before you go to Industry Day. Because not only will it give you a score of tell you, okay, whether this is worth going to. If you score below 60, you probably shouldn't even be there. But when you score above 60, because it goes up to 100, right? you'll be able to see, okay, what things was I weak on? That's what I want to listen for. That whole idea of going in with a plan makes these things so much more valuable. And by the way, the government's probably going to notice that <laughs> because you're going to have targeted questions dealing with what you're, what, why you're there. And it uh, makes them much more useful and makes them more likely that the government will continue to do them. Because if they don't see any value in them, I mean, they're, I mean honestly, after you've done five or six of them where nobody had any interaction, you're like, I'll just, just do a PowerPoint slide and email it to people and be done. Yeah. So and
0: and that that leads me to a great point for industry. This is not a sales call. So when you get to the one on ones, if you come in with your your pitch and you're just flipping charts that have nothing to do with the acquisition or you're not listening, I mean, you you (laughs) need to go into the one on one. And it needs to be a dialogue. As a contracting officer, you sit there and you do these one-on-ones, and people come in and they just waste your time. They're not talking anything about what that industry day is about. They're not doing anything to help make that acquisition better. That will make you not ever want to do an industry day again.
1: And, and this is a, this is a great moment to ask questions. I mean, that's going back to the plan thing. Think think in terms of if I could sit down with a program manager who's probably going to be on the source selection plan for this particular RFP, what five questions would I ask him? Just think about that in the car on the way there, and you're going to have a much better industry day.
0: Yeah, hopefully you plan that out before you get in the car on the way there. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm just... um, (laughs) And and it's not that you can't pitch during a a one-on-one. You just It it can't be just a blanket pitch about all kinds of crap that doesn't have anything to do with it, right? A a focused pitch on your company's capabilities and on how... The acquisition could be changed a little bit to take advantage of those capabilities. That is welcome from the government side.
1: Yes, well said. All right, let's wrap this up, Paul.
0: So, big points for me: government should explain what the industry day is about in as much detail as you can ahead of time, so that industry shows up ready with with goals of what they're going to do. Whether it's just learning, whether they're to help shape, what or like you said, whether they need to find teammates. Good from the industry side, show up ready, do that homework. I recommend before you're in the car on the way to industry day, plan, <laughs> plan out your goals and know why you're there and what questions you're going to ask and what information that you need to know from that industry day.
1: Yeah, I, I set the bar low for them. You should be thinking about this long before that. <laughs> it's a great visual. You make a making notes while you're sitting in a red light, and, and really you know, make this worthwhile for both sides by being intentional. And this is, this is good advice for lots of different things in, in business and in life, I, I get it. But the basic idea is, what is the intent? And if you start, it's that whole start with why thing again. If you start with, what is the intent of this industry day, it's going to, from both sides, it's going to be much more useful. As opposed to, well, we did one last time. Let's just put together a slide deck and, and you know book a conference room and see what happens.
0: Or, ooh, and, that agency serves a great continental breakfast at their industry days, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, we,
1: we if never that's gave your away. goal,
0: is to get some good coffee and danishes out of it, uh, you're wasting everybody's time.
1: And we never gave away free coffee. You know, it was the government. It, oh yeah, it's the government. It was that's enough, it was enough money. to we, we had to pay for the, the facility. That, was a, that kind of blew our budget sometimes. <laughs> All right, well, if you like the podcast, uh, tell a friend. And if you're at your computer, do us a favor, open your email, copy and paste a link to this episode right off <laughs> of the screen, and send it to just one person, preferably more. But th- this, this, uh, the best way f- to get this information that we're giving away for free to other people is for people to say, hey, this is good stuff, you should hear it.
0: Yeah, help so, us out, tell a friend.
1: And, and if you need help with the government market, you know how to find me, it's uh, skywayacquisition.com.
0: All right, Kevin, that's enough on industry days. I'll talk to you later. All right. See you, Paul. Okay, that's it for this episode of the Contracting Officer Podcast. Thanks for joining us. As always, if you have questions, comments, or complaints, send me an email at paul at contractingofficerpodcast.com. See you next time.